0: Hi, everyone. I'm Wayne Cavati.
1: And I'm Bethany Bowman.
0: And we're excited you've decided to join the D2 Nation. We want to make sure you are following along and not missing a single episode of the D2 Nation podcast. So that means you need to know where to find us. Bethany, where can they find us?
1: Better question, Wayne, is where can they not find us? You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, also on Anchor, whatever your preferred podcast listening tool is, and we'll also archive all of our interviews on our YouTube page. So if you want to get on and watch as well, also an option.
0: That's right. We're everywhere today. It's the D2 nation tomorrow. We take over the world, but for now enjoy this week's episode. Hey there D2 sports fans and welcome back to another episode of the D2 nation podcast. I'm your co-host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me once again, fresh off a scouting trip to Arrowhead to see D2 alumni Tyreek Hill and Austin Eckler, is the great Bethany Bowman. How did they look, Bethany?
1: Well, I don't know if I'll call it a scouting trip. It was more of a trip for leisure to see the Chiefs because I am a Chiefs fan. But um, yeah, always cool to see um, some D2 alums playing in the big stage, so that was really awesome. Chiefs didn't get the win, though, but I'm feeling okay. One and two, they'll be all right here in a few weeks. So uh, we're excited for another episode of the D2 Nation though today and with another crazy week of D2 football in the books. Three of your power 10 teams were upset on Saturday but a few of those teams moved to 4-0 behind another impressive offensive outing. Joining us today is Henry Litwin, one of 4-0 Slippery Rock's outstanding wide receivers. Welcome to the D2 Nation, Henry.
2: Thank you. I appreciate
0: you guys having me on. Oh, absolutely. And now Henry, just to make you a little comfortable i want to let you know that i got this a few weeks ago and i've been waiting for a special occasion to whip it oh, out there
2: it oh. is <laughs> i
0: love <laughs> so I am i am uh wearing the appropriate gear for tonight's show everybody uh, hey,
1: I'm, now, gonna, I'm gonna need one of those if you can get one in the mail
0: <laughs> uh let's um let's take it back to 2019 before we we talk about what's going on now and um you know, the rock went 13 and 0, all the way to its first semifinals, this millennium, it was just one of the best offenses in the nation. How much fun was it playing in that offense? And at what point, you know, cause you had the whole quarterback issue at the beginning of the season, what point did you know that that was part of something special and dominant?
2: Honestly, that summer leading up to that season was just, it, it felt different. Like you, you knew that we were onto something special and, uh, having a leader like Roland Rivers, like you you knew that he was capable of taking us a long way. And with having a supporting, supporting cast like us receivers and our offensive line and everything, we knew we could do something really special. And uh, yeah, I'd have to say in the summer that we knew early that we could do some great things. Yeah. And, and, and you definitely did great things, you know, you and, and
0: we'll get more into Jermaine in a little bit and the numbers that you put up. But when you put up those numbers in that, that crazy semifinals game against Notre Dame too, you know, when you have those numbers there and you have that, that historic run and then you add in the COVID year, how hard is it to live up to those expectations
2: now? Uh, I mean, that COVID year, that was, that was hard for everybody. Uh, and not only just here at Slippery Rock, you had every, every division, just about every division two school didn't get to play. So, uh, we know that we weren't the only ones that had to go through that, but we we try not to think about the expectations. You know, uh, we have our own goals in, in mind and we know what we have to do to get back to that spot. Uh, so each week, we just go week by week, just co- collectively getting better as a team. And uh, it, it's starting to click again here in Slippery Rock and you can feel it.
1: Well, Henry, let's talk about that new quarterback. Obviously, as you mentioned, Roland Rivers the third was something special, and you're a large part in him winning the last Harlan Hill Trophy. What has the transition been like, though, from Rivers to now Andrew Kester? What's different, and what's the same about those two quarterbacks?
2: Uh, honestly, th- there's a lot of differences. Uh, they both have their own style that they like to play in. They they both They both bring a different type of energy to the team, but Honestly, it's the same because they're two great quarterbacks. Like, I've been very fortunate here at Slipper Rock to play with two phenomenal co- uh, quarterbacks. And, uh, yeah, you could you see the similarities as in the, the leadership that they bring to the team and their capabilities because uh, it, it's not an easy spot to fill for Kester to come in after having the Harlan Hill winner. But what people don't know is he actually started before Roland – in 2018 uh he had an injury that sidelined him and then that's how Roland got his opportunity but they're two phenomenal quarterbacks so it's it's made my job really easy honestly
0: yeah and um you know it, it's like you said the the pressure on him hopefully he just pushes that out of because Roland's season was It was fun to watch, (laughs) you know, that. but he's, he's looking like he's settling in. Like you said, the last two weeks, it's been 50 point performances. So it looks like that something special is back in Slippery Rock again. But part of that something special is you and your wingman on the outside, you and and Jermaine. And, you know, it's got to be a defensive matchup for everyone in the PSAC. What makes you two work so well and be honest, is there a little competition among the two of you?
2: (laughs) Well, I think we both bring something different to the field. Uh, Jermaine's a speedster. I mean, he, he'll make people look silly out on the football field. And then uh, somebody like me, like contested catches and stuff, like I just take advantage of my one-on-ones. So if they try to double-team me, you have Jermaine wide open, you know. And then if they do the opposite, I got to take advantage of those opportunities. But, yeah, I would definitely say there's a lot of competition between the two of us. Uh We love to compete. And that's also why we've had so much success, because you never get a day off where you get to slack or where you get to relax. Because, you know, if you're relaxing, Jermaine's going to be going off, you know, Uh, but that's that's what makes us so great. And uh, it's it's all in good nature. He knows if he ever has the ball in his hands, I'm going to be down the field blocking for him to make sure he scores. And I know that he'll do the same for me.
1: Four PSAC teams in the top 25, and that's not even including 4-0 Shippensburg. Make your pitch for why PSAC football is the best in the country.
2: Well, you pretty much just said it right there. Um, uh, having four teams in the top 25, like that's not easy. And then also Shippensburg uh, coming out 4-0, uh, that says a lot about them as well. But you have to, like, scratch and claw just to win a PSAC championship. and. Uh, by The time you get there, you know, like you've already gone through the gauntlet, really. Like, uh, like going back to 2019, it was such a big deal to win the PSAC. Like, you knew that you beat some really good football teams just to get to that point, and uh, that gives you confidence going into the playoffs and everything. And uh, yeah, I, I think you said it right there. That's that's why the PSAC's won the best, if not the best, in my opinion, but I'm biased. <laughs>
1: That's okay. We like it. And now we all know about the rock rowdies and game day atmosphere, but what is it that makes you love D2 so much? I was also a D2 athlete, and I just think there's a lot of special things about it. What is it for you?
2: Honestly, for D2, you don't get the thousands of fans. You don't get all the gear and the maybe not even the best equipment. So the people that come and play in Division Two, they just love the sport that they're playing. And I think that's what makes it so special because a, uh, a lot of Division One players, you take away the fans, you take away the gear, you know, like they some people just can't deal with that, you know, like, but Division Two players just love the sport and they're willing to sacrifice those things just to play the game. And I think that's what makes D2 so special.
0: Yeah. And, and you could see it on the field, you know, you, you could see them always going, everyone putting in their all. And, and there's no days off. Like you said, you know, you talked about in the competition with Jermaine, but I mean, that's really, it is for, for everyone, but Henry, that was the easy part of the show. Okay. Yeah. Now comes the hard part. The, the questions that everyone is dying to hear the answers to the D2 nation hot seat. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Beth, start it off.
1: All right. I'll use them in. Who's your favorite football player? Someone you model your game after?
2: Julian Edelman, for I sure. Know. Yeah. Uh the are the Patriots your favorite team? No, I'm I'm actually a big Browns fan. A oh. big Browns fan. So oh, you down. know, like Is that a yeah. where you live? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm I'm from uh northwest Pennsylvania, so I'm actually oh, closer okay. to Cleveland than I am to Pittsburgh, but I mean, we went through some tough times. So like just to see some success, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to watch now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of injuries at receiver. They could probably use you. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> what is, um, what's in your headphones pregame to get you pumped up for a Saturday?
2: Oh, I might, I might get picked on for saying this, but I listen to, there's one song that I put on repeat and every everybody teases me, but it's, uh, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. I don't know what it is about that song, but that goes And I I know if other people heard me listen to it, they would just give me looks and stuff, but once I put that song on, like it's ready. I'm I'm ready for the game. <laughs> I love it.
1: This is going to D2 fans all across the country, so now they're going to know.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if you see the headphones on, you know what I'm listening to now. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: All right. So what social media platform are you most addicted to? And is there a personality or an account that you just really love?
2: It's probably Twitter. Like I'm not a huge social media guy. Like I go on there just to, uh, just to keep myself busy, but yeah, it's probably just Twitter. And as far as accounts go, it's, it's all sports. Like I, <laughs> like if you go through my feed, it's, it's only football and, and basketball and everything. So it's kind of boring, I guess, if you're if you're not uh, into sports, but that's that's all I'm into.
0: That's pretty much sounds exactly like my Twitter feed. So yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. Two parts to this question since you are a football player, the greatest football movie of all time, and then the
2: greatest sports non-football movie of all time. Okay, so definitely the best football movie. It it has to be a tie between Remember the Titans and Friday Night Lights, uh, they're both special in their own way. I think uh, Friday Night Lights captures the intensity that football has. You know, some people underestimate it. And uh, remember Titans, that, that just shows what it's like, a family atmosphere in the locker room and everything, and, and how special football is. And in, uh, my non-sports movie, it's probably Caddyshack. Or a football movie. It's definitely yeah, I, Caddyshack. That is, that's probably one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: I love it. I love it. I got, I can't argue with that one at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've never been to Pittsburgh, but depending on your answer here, maybe I'll have to make a trip. What is the best sandwich at Promonti Brothers?
2: Oh, so you got the Pittsburgher, which is like the number one selling sandwich in, uh, at Pramantes. But I actually like the New Yorker, which I might get some criticism being from the Pittsburgh area, but definitely the New Yorker if you get the opportunity.
0: So, so Bethany, just so you know, you eat one of these things and you're full for probably the rest of the day, right? Like they put all the sides on the sandwich. It, it's, yeah. it's crazy.
1: Like what do you mean? Yeah. Like what sides?
0: Like there'll be coleslaw and French fries on your
2: sandwich. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. What's on the New Yorker? Oh, you got like pastrami. You got like a uh, like a horseradish type uh, mix on there. It's like it's kind of weird, and like you have to be into it. But like like you said, you eat that and you're set for the whole day. Like,
0: so. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, well, congratulations, Henry. You survived the hot seat. <laughs> Thank. Oh. You. thank you (laughs) you so much for joining us um good luck luck this weekend and, and of course the rest of the season and to you D2 Nation don't forget to tune in we're on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts and YouTube and just about anywhere else you want to listen give us a follow give us a like and we'll see you next week on the D2 Nation